You want the truth about Benghazi? You can't handle the truth about Benghazi. So we got our buzz on. Welcome to Buzzed Off Film, the sister podcast uh, of our regularly scheduled programming, High On Film. This is about 15 minutes. This is a spoiler-free review of a brand new movie that just dropped. Michael Bay's 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi from 2016 from director Michael Bay of Armageddon fame. Written by uh, Chuck Hogan, the screenplay, and uh, Mitchell Zuckoff, based off his book. Okay, spoiler-free review. I know everybody's so excited about the new Michael Bay Benghazi movie. We were, we went and saw it. I'm Chris Maxwell. That's the first person who saw it. I'm your host. Hello. Let's get to my co-host, the second person who saw this movie. The man who's right to my left. The podcaster of disaster. The Brad Davis that God gave us. Mr. Brad Davis. Chris, good to see you. Hey, you too, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Michael Bay is a favorite of ours on the podcast in, in one respect or another. Yes, we, we mention him a lot. Yeah, every week. At least once. Yeah, and it's it's in somewhat in... It's a love-hate relationship. It is. I love The Rock. Yeah. I love, love The Rock. I love Bad Boys. Bad Boys is good. Yeah. Armageddon is a lot of fun. Uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. I laughed my ass off. Yeah, and the first Transformers is yeah, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. But there have been some stickers. Yeah, for sure. So we like to have a little fun. Now... Michael Bay, for whatever reason, went from doing Transformers movies, took a break from doing four, soon to be five Transformers movies, and made a Benghazi movie. Starring John Krasinski from The Office, his rival Roy from The Office as well. Yes, which is hilarious. (laughs) In a Zen character, which is (laughs) funny. Um, And yeah, so let's let's get to our first segment. Movie trailer voices, let's try to suss this out. Brad, you and I are each going to do separate movie trailers for 13 hours, uh, just in case someone's YouTube went down and they can't watch the trailer themselves. Yeah, that's important. So do you have a trailer for us, sir? Uh, sure. All right. We all saw it on the news, but nobody has understood the real story until now. Benghazi, 2012. Attacks on the Americans and a visiting American ambassador force a group of soldiers to become heroes against seemingly insurmountable odds. Endless enemies. Six men. Thirteen hours. The secret soldiers of Benghazi. Nice. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. The little math at the end, uh, the boiling down of numbers. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Damn the brass tacks. I tried. I tried. Uh, Chris? Please. It was a thousand to one odds, easy. But for six brave Americans, odds were the last thing on their minds. Flashback to the true events of the Benghazi embassy attack without ever having to wonder why, or how, or even really who. In a rainstorm of bullets, you'll find heroes aren't born. They're made in 13 hours. Secret soldiers of Benghazi. Nice touch at the end. <laughs> nice touch at the end. Not bored, they're made. In, in 13, 13 hours. Lovely stuff. Yeah, six guys, uh, just there, kind of like security guards for a CIA base. Uh, when the Benghazi attacks happen, about a mile away from them. Of course, no one else is around. They have to go in and save some people. Famously, sadly, 
the actual ambassador did perish. Um, as did a few other people uh, who are, are, are honored in this movie. There's a nice little montage, photo montage at the end and, and all that. So nothing here, I think, is meant to take away from their memory or what they did. We're simply talking about the film and its uh, merits as a piece of cinema. That being said, it's time for it to pee or not to pee. <laughs> so let's shift from very serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. AKA, you're in, you're out. Um, so Brad, is there any... Now, now this movie is two hours and 24 minutes. Ugh. So, really so really it should be called 13 Hours, The Secret Runtime of Michael Bay movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so in two and a half hours, inevitably, I mean, especially because we had, what, eight, nine movie trailers before the movie? An endless amount. You might have to use the bathroom. Do you have uh, preferable times that you'd suggest, Brad, for people to, to leave the theater, go use the bathrooms, and come back without missing any of the excitement or any of the major plot points necessary to the story? What do you think? Um, there, other than a couple brief, tense moments, the first 40 minutes of the movie, nothing really takes off. For the first 40 minutes of the movie. You're kind of introducing the characters. You have a couple of like run-ins with people. They get a little tense, but barring those, which are yeah, amount short, to nothing, too. Which amount to nothing or short. Um, you're not really getting to the day of the attacks for the first 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Get in for the first like three minutes of title cards that lay the barest of backgrounds to this film, which can be helpful. I mean, it knows it's credit where, very credit where credit's due. I wasn't even idiot's expecting guide that. to Benghazi. I'll give them that though. That would that was helpful. but it helps. It yes. does. It does. So yes, yeah, stay for the first three minutes. Then you have about thirty-seven minutes to just go out in the lobby, have a hot dog, go smoke a cigarette, use the bathroom. Just be back in your seat by the forty-minute mark when we get to well, actually <laughs> when we get to September eleventh, two thousand twelve. Right. Only then you still have like five to seven minutes before anything even happens because every character needs to make a phone call home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is... I kind of forgot about that. Ugh, one of the worst scenes in the movie. It's bad. It's so... It's way too quick. Like, everyone's just calling home at the same time right before, right as shit goes down. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. 40 minutes in, be in your seat. Then you have to be in your seat for about an hour, I want to say. Yes. Of pretty much nonstop action. Yes. And then at an hour 40, you can get back up and go. Because I, for me, that was the end of the movie. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm tired of watching this film. Yeah, from an hour and 40 on, I mean, it feels very repetitious. It because is you're repetitious. just, it's fighting, stopping, fighting, stopping. At an hour and 40 minutes, you get a break. So if you, because there is still action remaining. There so is. if at an hour and 40 minutes, if you want to take a bathroom break, you probably have a good five to ten minutes before action kicks back up again. Mm -hmm. And if you want to watch that, so be it. But you're right. It gets repetitious at that point. And then at about two hours, for the last 15 minutes of the movie or so, so at about two hours and ten minutes, once things have kind of settled, let's say, then it's just a lot of talking and a lot of... Well, it's wrapping things up. Right. I mean, it, it has, I mean, the best John Krasinski scene... Oh, that's true. At the very uh, that's end true. There. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to... Yeah, hour 40 is the mark. After that, you got about 10 minutes, and then... If you're curious as to what happens to these characters, you're going to want to stay for the rest of the yes. movie. Agreed. Otherwise... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there that is. Now, time for the meat of the review. For what it's worth. Where we measure the ticket price against our own opinions of the film. 
15 bucks. Yes. To Michael Bay. Yes. All right. Here in War Movie January, of course, the new breeding ground for all War Movie release dates. Um, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Lone Survivor, American Sniper. American Sniper last year, doing the best of it, and here, Michael Bay, trying to capitalize on that. So, Brad, out of those $15, how much do you actually wish went into his pocket? It's tough for me to give Bay money. Um, I... Probably five bucks. Wow. I mean, I could argue a little more, like closer to ten, just because you get some, you do get some quality action. Granted, it's a little chaotic, and when I say chaotic, I mean in the camera work and figuring out who's who and what's really going on, and not a whole lot is ever, you're never given that much information. It's just, again, it's very redundant of fight, stop, fight, stop. Uh... And I would, yeah, I, I could put it a little closer to 10, except for the runtime. It's so long, and it doesn't need to be. And I, it's a pet peeve of mine in movies. Um, but, yeah, probably in the end, maybe a little over five, but I'll say five. And it's sad because with a better director <clears throat> and a better script, this is a really interesting story. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's start there. Let's start there. I think as a war movie, it adds almost nothing to the genre. I think the, it's, it starts with the script, which is bad. Uh, I the mean, dialogue is bad. The dialogue is bad. The movie gets a little repetitive, even though it is maybe it is still true based on true events. But, I mean, there's other ways to do things. There's other characters to focus on. Um, boy, I mean, yeah, the dialogue... They say brothers so many times, I thought Hulk Hogan wrote the fucking script. <laughs> um, but... The camera work is messy and aimless in the war scenes, so much so that there's a couple times where they have to actually cut and to another almost same shot that's just refocused on the characters to catch a little bit of dialogue. Like, it's, it seems very unplanned. Uh, boy, the, the stakes are pretty low up until you get to that, like, siege. I mean, there's, like, when they're doing the arms deal... With the one guy. Yeah. And he's like freaking out like, tell him to be cool, tell him to be cool. I mean, you know this scene in movies. I didn't feel like anyone was ever in danger there. Uh, I guess I don't necessarily agree with that. But, I, I mean, I wasn't like on yeah. the edge of my seat. Yeah, I mean, the politics are boiled down to, I believe the line is, uh, your country better figure this shit out. Um, that's what the politics are boiled down to in this, which is, I think, a little trite for something that's so hot button these days. And it does fall to, uh, a lovely Michael Bay trapping of terrible, useless women characters. The two main women characters, one is an emotional spread out wreck, which is Krasinski's Wait. wife back home. Oh. And the other is the French-American intelligence person who... Never wants to listen, is completely obstinate the entire time, and shown to be kind of a clumsy, wrong judgment Yeah, <laughs> character. Yeah, she's helpful to a certain extent, but no, you're absolutely right. That's. I mean, there's even a line that praises uh, Muammar Gaddafi's misogyny. Like, when they talk about how he had an all-woman security thing, oh, like, yeah. oh, so maybe it wasn't all that bad, that is and true. then they mime big tits. That's true. Uh, that is all true. And it's all bad. Wow. In that sense. Wow. Absolutely right. And and it is rot with bayisms. Yeah. 
Oh, how many hero shots? Yeah, we talked uh, about this in I believe our episode of The Rock. Yeah. The extreme uh, upward angle, almost as it swoops around. I, they use that like fifteen times in this movie. So many of those. So many American flags. Yeah, I believe three. One was actually flying proudly. The other two are one's being shot at, and the other's drowned in a pool. <laughs> and yeah, and random slow motion moments yeah. that aren't necessary. Yeah, that take you out of the world. Agreed. Uh, especially in a war movie. Keep a me, realistic war yes, movie. Yes. I mean, not to say this is kind of a bad, but keep me in it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't break it. It's more exciting when it just goes. Um, Anything and, about and so many un- and unnecessary scenes left and right. Yeah. The, we have a flashback that is totally unnecessary. To John Krasinski's home life. Yeah. It, and, it, and again, just the dialogue is, oh, first draft material. Like, nobody went back and rewrote this scene. And, yeah. It, um, do you want to get into the, the performances? Sure. Any, anything of note, uh, one way or the other? Krasinski, I like Krasinski, generally speaking. I think he's a good actor. And I thought a lesser actor, a more typical action star would have done a lot less with the role. Not to say that Krasinski was great, not to say that the role was written well, but he has, I think, two scenes that are pretty good. Uh, bordering on uh, really good, I guess. He was a little bit of a tough sell for me, but I think he did what he could with what he had. Exactly. And I do think he that at the end he does have one really honest, nice, beautiful moment. So, um, uh, But Pablo Schreiber... From uh, Orange is the New Black is in this, and he uh, he does his he does his job. I mean, he gets unfortunately some of the misogynistic lines, but uh, he's funny. He has timing. He has personality on screen. I, I thought he did uh, did a really good job. Uh, kind of the whole the the main six. What uh, the guy who played Roan? Oh yeah. Uh, God, I, I dude's been around. Yeah, he was fine. I mean. Yeah, I liked him. I, 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 he wasn't, he didn't do anything special. No great scenes or anything. But he was a guy you were rooting for throughout the movie. And James Badgedale. Yeah, I liked him. Um, Departed, World War Z, Iron Man Three, shame. So, the cast, I, I think you can kind of say it really for all of them. They did with what they did what they could with what they had. Yeah. Nobody was overtly bad. Yeah. True. Nobody was really bad. The performances were all solid. They did their jobs. Like I said, maybe the only thing I really liked and really liked is a stretch, but that hour of straight from 40 minutes to 140 had me interested. It's tense. Had me really hooked uh, despite problems. So I'm going to pay about 325. Okay. That yeah. was the rental of a of a movie back when I worked in a video store <laughs> in high school. And that's about all. I mean, cuz I really I don't think I ever need to see this movie. No. We kind of assumed that going in. Yeah. But I mean, everything interesting about Benghazi is not in this movie. It's it's just about these heroes' stories that all you need to know is they have families and they're in the ship. And they like to go home. That's that's the story here. Not anything else greater than, you know, what the 24-hour news cycles would have you believe. Uh that this movie probably should be about, which might be more interesting, but that's neither here nor there because that's not the movie they made. All right, Brad, you just saw 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. What are you going to do next? I'm actually going to plan to watch the movie that uh, 
actually John Krasinski's wife stars in, uh, which I haven't seen yet, which I have on Netflix, Sicario. Ah. Now there's a movie with uh, action scenes where the camera's right in there, where it looks like the camera has planned movements. I I actually look forward to that, having seen this. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Chris, you just watched 13 Soldiers, what, 13 Hours, The Secret... Thirteen Soldiers, The Secret Hours of Benghazi. Yes. What are you going to do next? Uh, I'm going to try to go see Star Wars in the theater for the third time just to balance out the box office receipts. To make yourself feel better. To make myself feel better for giving Michael Bay 15 of my dollars this this weekend. Um, Because Lord knows I want to keep Star Wars at the top of the box office. Because it needs it, you know? Those struggling independent Uh, films really need it. Struggling Disney and... Uh, they're struggling. Hey, gotta see it while it's in theaters. That's true. I'm not gonna have another chance until two more years when the next one comes out and they do a whole marathon. Anyway, that's it, guys. That's the that's the show. Uh, let us know what you thought of 13 Hours if you go see it. Uh, you can tweet at us at High on Film, at our personal tweet, tweet tweeter accounts, Twitter accounts, Twitter accounts at BD Always GP and at Cross Maxwell. Um, the High on Film Show at gmail.com. Uh, a bunch of stuff coming up. We've got, what is it, the first episode of McConuary with The Wedding Planner and Brenda Gallagher out now. Uh, we'll resume McConuary in two weeks with How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. This Monday, David Bowie tribute with The Labyrinth. Rest in peace. Uh, and, of course, today we did find out that Alan Rickman also passed. Uh, we have covered Die Hard and uh, Dogma and the first Harry Potter. So, unfortunately, he won't get his tribute until maybe a little later on in the year. I know we're planning on doing more Harry Potter films this year. So we'll do that. And Oscar nominations came out today, and we will have two Oscar shows coming up on February 28th and uh, March 7th. Throwback and whatever wins Best Picture. So stay tuned for all kinds of awesome High on Film stuff. Uh, Brad, thank you so much, sir. Always a pleasure, sir. See you Monday for uh, Labyrinth. I will see you there. All right, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.